0: Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath Podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and more effectively. Today's story is The Tabernacle. Again, we are still in the book of Exodus. Because the people of Israel had worshipped the golden calf, Moses went up the mountain and begged to the Lord to forgive them. He said, "O oh Lord, Your people have sinned against you. If you will forgive their sins, he couldn't continue, but finally said, If you can't forgive them, blot me out of your book. The Lord said, I'm not blotting your name out of my book, but I will blot out the names of the people who sinned against me. Then God struck the people with a plague and many died. After that, the Lord told Moses, Lead your people to the land I promised them. I won't go with you but I'll send my angel to guide you. If I lived among these obstinate people for even a moment, I'd destroy them. Moses went down and told the people that God wouldn't live among them. The people broke down and cried. They grieved that their sin had cost them so much. Moses went outside the camp and set up a meeting tent so he could talk with the Lord. As the people watched, the cloud of God came down and stood in front of the tent. There Moses and God talked. Moses said. If I'm your friend, and if you're pleased with me, then live among us. We want you to lead us. If you refuse, then we'll stay here. Don't make us leave. Without you among us, we're no different from anyone else. The Lord replied, You're my friend, and I'm pleased with you. Therefore, I'll do as you ask. Then the Lord told Moses to cut out two more stone tablets and bring them up the mountain. Once there, the Lord said, This is my agreement with you and your people. I'll force the people out of Canaan with great miracles, but you must obey my commandments. Moses stayed on the mountain and wrote down all the laws and commandments of God. He also wrote the Ten Commandments on the two tablets of stone. He was there for forty days and forty nights, and didn't eat bread or drink water. Afterwards, he went back to the people with God's commands. He didn't realize his face was glowing because of all the time he had spent with the Lord. This made the Israelites afraid. So Moses wore a veil when he talked to the people. He told them all the commandments the Lord had given him. He said, It's time to build the tabernacle, God's dwelling place. Therefore, those who are willing to give an offering to the Lord are to bring gold, silver, bronze, special yarn, fine linen, animal skins, woods, oils, spices, stones, and gems— We need skilled craftsmen who will dedicate themselves to build the tabernacle, the tent that will surround it, and the furniture inside. The next day, people started bringing the things needed to build the tabernacle. Skilled craftsmen came to do the work. Day after day, the people brought their gifts until finally Moses sent out word. Stop bringing offerings. There is more than enough. The people were careful to build the tabernacle exactly as God had told Moses. It was finished exactly two years after they left Egypt, to the very day. Moses inspected the work and found they had done just as the Lord had commanded. So he blessed them. Then a cloud came and hovered over the tent. As the people watched, the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So from that day on, in all of their travels, the Lord was with them. Let's read chapter 34, verse 29 and 30. Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that his skin of his face shone while he talked with him. So when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. Well, none of us can steadfastly look into the face of the law its light shines rays of eternal justice into the very depths of our soul see psalm 19 7 to 11 for some of the functions of the law Uh, martin luther says when the glory and holiness of christ revealed through the preaching of the gospel is rightly perceived then the glory of the law which is but a feeble and transitory glory is seen to be not really glorious it is mere dark clouds in contrast to the light of christ shining to lead us out of sin death and hell unto God and eternal life. So back to the previous episode, previous two, I believe we talked about using the law, using the law to uh, help the Holy Spirit humble folks with the reality of their sin. But I encourage you to study the moral law. All right. Chapter 35 verses one to three. Then Moses gathered all the congregation of the children of Israel together and said to them, These are the words which the Lord has commanded you to do. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day shall be a holy day for you, a Sabbath of rest to the Lord. Whoever does any work on it shall be put to death. You shall kindle no fire throughout your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Skeptics sometimes argue that these verses contradict Paul's later statements that the Sabbath commandment was temporary and believers could decide for themselves regarding its observance. See Romans 14.5 and Colossians 2.14-16 for that for more detail on that. Well, Scripture makes it clear that no one can be justified or made right with God by keeping the Sabbath holy, or by keeping any other commandment for that matter. All the law does is bring the knowledge of sin to show us that we need a Savior. Jesus fulfilled the demands of the law, which means we can be made right with God through the faith in Him alone. See Ephesians 2.8-9. Believers now serve in the spirit, not the letter of the law. And the principle behind the Sabbath is this. Just as God created for six days, then rested on the seventh, man is to work for six days and rest on the seventh, to cease working. Those who trust in Christ's finished work on the cross have ceased trying to be justified through their own efforts and instead find their rest in him. See Hebrews 4, 3-10. That is why keeping the Sabbath is a non-issue for Christians when it comes to eternal salvation. It is simply a matter of conscience. Christians have incredible liberty. No one can tell us what we must eat or drink or what days we must observe. Martin Luther says, The spiritual rest which God especially intends on this commandment is that we not only cease from our labor and trade, but much more that we let God alone work in us. And that in all our powers, we do nothing of our own. I like that summary of the point of the Sabbath. Lastly, I'd love to share this quote. Uh, Mr. Jim Elliot, the young missionary that was killed in the prime of his life, uh, doing God's work. Okay, let's read the quote. Jim Elliot, Lord, make me a crisis man. Let me not be a milepost in a single road but make me a fork that men must turn one way or another in facing Christ in me. End quote. I love that. I, I love that. That If you want to represent Christ, if you want to be an evangelist, you want to share the glory of God, think about it. If everyone comes to you, and no matter who they are and what, what faction of your life, they, they feel compelled to see a fork in the road just by interacting with you. It's either... Christ or no Christ. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program, and please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath, and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.